Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is. Stephen and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly because the real man. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another exciting broadcast of Coffee Talk with Soy. Your new morning show. It's time, it's time. Get ready, get ready, get ready for Coffee Talk with Soy. Ask yourself, are you living your dream life or are you dreaming of a life you don't have? Then ask yourself why. Why not? I'll tell you why. You're not living your dream because you haven't made the decision to follow your dream. You see, making a decision means making a choice. And making a choice means changing your mind for some of us. In order to change your mind, you've got to change your mindset. Today I have in the studio with me a man who has a desire to change the world. He's just written a book, and I want to explore this on the air with you, Mindset, Awareness, and Action. I love the book. I love the cover. And get this, the tagline says, Empowering People to Change the World. Let's welcome to the show Brian Barton. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? I am well, I'm well, and thanks for taking time to do this interview with, with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Anytime, anytime. So, Brian, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Empowering people to change the world. What's your goal? My goal is just what the book says. It's to change the world. I do believe that I have the capability of imparting my impact on the world I know that I'm only one individual, but yet I feel that I have a message, but I also feel like I have the strength and the power to be able to embark change on the world, regardless of how big or how small the scale is. I feel that any bit of change is very important in our society. Hmm. You know, I, I love that because I think that we all have a responsibility to do our part that will ultimately change the world. But some of us don't 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 do that. How how would you influence a person to recognize that they have a gift, they have a talent, and they have the ability to change to, you know, positively change the lives of another person? Well, first of all, I think that a person must first you know, look deep into themselves and realize that they have greatness in their own lives because I believe before we can impart change or or help anybody, you know, to overcome or to 
see the potential in their own lives, we first have to see it in our in ourselves. And I think that, you know, we use the metaphor of the mirror a lot in terms of looking in the mirror and being confident or, or happy in who you see in that mirror. I think that's, that's a very important metaphor that we use in our lives because first we have to be comfortable in our own skin. We have to be comfortable with our own scars and blemishes before we can go out there and encourage other people to be comfortable with theirs because it's a whole thing of relatability and authenticity that we have to bring to the table before we can go out there and set on the task such as changing the world. So for a, a person who's looking in the mirror and, and learning to be comfortable with, with who they are and learning to, you know, accept who they are, you know, failures, successes and all, where is the fine line and where is the difference between acceptance and arrogance? <laughs> I think we, we I talk about humility a lot. And one thing I think about humility, just taking away from the mirror, is that People believe that when you're humble, you know, you have to walk around with your head down. And I truly believe that the true humility is looking up, looking up towards God. And I believe because that's where our strength is. But also true humility is knowing where your strengths come from. And so to bring it back to the mirror is that when you can recognize in the mirror that you have scars and blemishes, but even with having those scars and blemishes, which... Uh, metaphorically represents our experiences, there becomes a, a humility that that comes about because arrogance to me is it's not recognizing that it's actually you know looking at yourself in a way in which you feel like you're better than other people. You're looking at yourself in a vain sense. You know, you kind of have this mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? You're looking for some sort of acceptance from the outside. But a lot of times what we see when we look in that mirror is actually we're looking at a mask. And what happens with that mask is that we're actually covering up all the, the hurt, all the pain, all the scars, all those things that we're really feeling inside about ourselves. And I think when we take away that mask and we really see the true selves or we wipe away that makeup and really see our true selves and see ourselves for what we really are, I think then we can really understand and get away from that whole vanity aspect of life and, and really start to take care of the problems that we're actually facing. Hmm. That's interesting. I like that. I like that. So, Brian, tell me a little bit about where, where you're from, and uh, and then we can get into the book. He has a great book, you guys. you guys got to check it out, Mindset, Awareness, and Action. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, but let's find out a little bit about Brian and, and, and where Brian is from. Well, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I'm a West Side guy. I attended the University of Miami, so I came east. I uh, studied aerospace engineer. I played baseball at the University of Miami. I was able to uh, fulfill my lifelong dream of becoming a Major League Baseball player when I uh, debuted with the St. Louis Cardinals. But now I currently reside in Atlanta, Georgia. I bought a house four years ago. I've been living in many different cities before I began to settle down in the place that I call home now. And now I'm just using this as a as a uh, as my foundation in order to be able to continue to do my work and that and to do my work with some, a sense of stability. Okay. So mindset, awareness, and action. What what inspired you to write that book? 
what inspired me to do my set actually started when I was playing baseball in St. Louis, uh, 2008. And I don't know, a lot of people know about the city of, they may know about St. Louis, but there may be little known details in people's minds about East St. Louis, which is actually in another state across the river from St. Louis. And I think during one of my visits there, I, I saw a lot of lack of hope, a lot of lack of pride in a city in which I feel has every right as its neighboring city uh, in St. Louis to thrive and to to have a healthy commerce and just just to be a city in which, you know, there is hope. And I felt like I had to do something. I had to not only write about the state of the people in America, but the state of people in, in places like East St. Louis, like a Bankhead, Atlanta, like a South Central Los Angeles where I was raised, to be able to send out a message to show people that we can envision hope and we don't have to be confined by our circumstances because ultimately we have choices in our life to make. And what demographic is, is the book written for? Honestly, when I wrote the book, you know, people ask me, you know, what's your target audience? And I say, anyone who can read <laughs> or anyone who, who has an open ear to take a message because I believe that everybody goes through their, their different circumstances in life. You know, it's not a black issue. It's not just a white issue. It's not an Asian issue, but it's a life issue. It's a society issue. And I believe that whether you're rich or you're poor, you know, you go through societal issues that are very important in our lives that determines or has a part or a critical part in how we think. And I believe that um, when you tackle these issues and you can be able to take it within your own life and, and determine how are these issues affecting my life, only then will we be able to impart change in the world. It kind of goes back with looking into that mirror again because if you start to tackle issues in your life head on or, or being objective and really looking in the mirror and saying, hey, you know, this affects me this way and I'm going to make an effort to change that, then that's when you're ready to make change, not only in, in society but in your own life as well. What is your favorite part of the book? My favorite part of the book actually is the last chapter. And the reason why I said the last chapter because I entitled it The Power of Imagination. And the thing is, is that I feel like we live in a society where we're not only not using our own imagination, but we're allowing for our kids to grow up too, too soon. And I believe that when we lose our imagination, we lose our ability to create. We lose our ability to look at the world from a different perspective. We lose our hope because everything now just becomes a sense of survival. Everything becomes so seriously. We lose our interactions with people, our personability, you know, with, with others. And I believe that if we can go back to that pure, that pure stage in our lives where when we were kids and we can just imagine all the possibilities, we can imagine all things, you know, there, there's no borders, no frontiers, we can be able to really push ourselves to a, another level. And I think that's something that's missing not only in the inner cities, but also just in, in, in the suburbs and in, in our society or the world as a whole. 
I was glancing through the book, and there are a couple of things that kind of jumped out at me, and I want to pull them out and um, get get some discussion on it. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Page 73, Chapter 5, talks about money. And mm-hmm. to start out, the root of evil. Money doesn't grow on trees, but is the root of all evil. Building from the branches of our government that souls the minds of our people, leaving us stumped while their trunks continue to grow. Where did that thought come from, and what does that mean? You know, it's funny because when I actually wrote this poem, and it's not a long poem, but when I wrote this poem, I was actually on the airplane coming from Ethiopia. And one of the things that I learned from Ethiopia was that, you know, sometimes money is not everything in our lives. But at the same time, it made me think about the effect that money has in society or in the world. And so when I wrote this, I actually, you know, tried to use metaphors of a tree, like the tree itself, the root, budding, branches, uh, soiling, leaves, the trunk, you know, just to paint a picture of, of the impact that money has in our lives, but more so the corruption that money has. Because, you know, they say that the love of money is the root of all evil, but I feel that the intentions behind, you know, people's pursuit of money is the true evil. And I believe that if we're not conscious of the impact that money has in our lives, it can go from a positive to a negative. Would you equate that word, um, the power of, of money, I'm sorry, the, the, the love of money, with also the love of power? Would, would you say it's equal? You know, I think uh, it, it can have its aspects in which, in which it could be equal because I think what happens is the main thing that the two have a tendency to do is distract. And I think when, when you're searching for power and when you're searching for money and you lose sight of where you're really trying to go, then it becomes a distraction. And, and if your intentions are bad behind it, then that's where you have the problem because sometimes people get so caught up into money or they get so caught up into having power that they lose the true essence of what money and what power can actually do, especially if it's for a better good. You know, a lot of people use these two components of our lives that are very important, you know, for evil, and it, it, it's caused a lot of turmoil throughout society. So I believe that if you're not conscious of the power that each of them have, then you can actually be setting yourself up for destruction. Talk a little bit. Let's talk a little more about that because I want to. I want to make sure that your your vision and your perception of this kind of drives them because I can see how people can take it different ways. And I'm thinking about thinking about myself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I admire being in a position where I have control, which is power. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I realize that having a sense. Having money or having certain currency um, gives you a position where you have choices. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm looking at, I'm thinking in my mind objectively, a person uh-huh. with choices with with, with money um, who has some power. Let, let, let's put let's put an image of um, a woman uh, who's doing very well for herself. She is a manager. Maybe have her own business. Business is doing very well. So she's in a good place. Right, so people think mm-hmm. financially and that kind of thing. 
Okay, um, society always always gives us this um, this this vision because this woman is doing well on her job and and doing great professionally that her personal life sucks, so she would be probably not in a good relationship. Now, is it the love of money that's caused her to ignore her, her personal life? You know, so. You know, I don't. I don't really think because I'm <laughs> personally in my own life as well. You know, like I, I love. I love the acquirement of money. Um, I think what happens is is that first a person must realize the difference between why you're getting money and because you know money is a it's, it's a it's a means of exchange. But also I, just, I believe that money is a form of communication too. You know we exchange. You know, we exchange money. Money has its own language. We exchange money for goods, you know, but we also, you know, we can talk in terms of money as well. But I believe that, going back to your question, is that it's not necessarily a love of, of money that causes problems unless your love of money causes problems, you know. And I believe that everybody has their, their different intentions for doing things, but I believe first is that, before money has a controlling impact in your life, you must have you must understand the whole concept of money. And I think that that's one thing as a society that that we have a miseducation is is when it comes to money and how how it impacts our lives, how it affects us personally, why we are trying to obtain it, and all those other things. And it, it, it causes these misconceptions in life and in in our pursuit of it. Uh, would that be the same as a gold digger? No, you know, I believe that, you know, like I said, it's all in it's, it's all in attention. Like, what are what are you what are you looking to get from someone or from something? Because honestly, I want to make as much money as I can. And you know, some people may say that money is not everything, but everything that we do is for money. <laughs> You know, we work for money because money controls a lot of aspects of our lives. It controls us paying our bills, it controls us doing the things for ourselves, it controls us buying nice things and going places and, you know, it's, it's survival. So our lives are predicated around money. You know, I, I read a book, I read in the book, uh, Robert Kiyosaki was one of his real estate investment books in which he says that he equates money, that money is equal to life because we spend our time, and I'm paraphrasing, we spend our time for money. We exchange our time, you know, for money. So, therefore, if we exchange our time for money and time is being equal to life, then, therefore, he said that money is equal to life. And I, and I really thought about that and, and said that that is true because everything that we do, the 10 hours that we, we, we spend at work, we're exchanging it for currency. And so if we don't value our lives and, and if we don't value that money and we don't value that time that we spend together, I mean, that we spend to get that money, then, you know, we have some sort of misinformed we're misinformed because money is important. But the important thing is that, once again, saying not getting caught up into the facade of money and not getting caught up into the Money is our, the end-all, be-all in life when it comes to why we are obtaining money. We're obtaining money for a specific reason, and that is, you know, for our survival, in, in a sense, you know, to exchange for goods, exchange for food, exchange for, 
you know, our personal well-beings and not, you know, to gain power over other people. Yeah, listen, as as you can see, this book makes a great read, a great conversational piece, so definitely um, pick it up. Where where can the listeners get a copy of uh, Mindset, Awareness, and Action? Well, you can get the copy of Mindset, Awareness, and Action from my website at brianbartonaccess.com, or you can catch the ebook on Kindle on Amazon.com. Once again, Mindset Awareness and Action at BrianBartonAccess.com. You can also check me out on Kindle via Amazon.com as well. So when you're not writing and promoting your book, Brian, what what else are you doing? Well, I'm trying to travel. I'm trying to plan on working on a trip right now. I'm hoping to go back to Africa uh, to get kind of closer to my roots again, visit some friends, um, maybe take a trip to the Middle East to kind of venture into a whole new region. But also, you know, I do a lot of speaking. I, I go to schools and speak and try to empower kids. I go to different organizations, uh, rehabilitation centers, and, and things that are such, so I can just keep imparting my message and hopefully empowering people to see the greatness in their lives, but ultimately make the choice to, to better their lives. And, and and what about, you know, I, I tell my, I, I have young, uh, I used to call them teenage, teenage daughters, but they've grown now, they're, they're little women now, young women out there making their own marks in society, and I remember when I was trying to tell them and encourage them and, and, and show them how to find their way, how to find, how to find the light, and how to find their gifts, their God-given talent, and I would tell them to follow your heart, follow what you like, that there is something that there's something that you're going to do that's going to impact people and it's going to give you the greatest joy and that there will lie where your true gift will lie. So in, in you empowering kids and writing books, what about what about the things you do that gives you your greatest satisfaction? Well, I think um, I think it was first the understanding of why I do everything and at some moments like when I was playing baseball you know growing up it was just about playing baseball when I traveled it was just about when I wanted to travel it was just about wanting to see the world but as I started doing those things as I became a major league baseball player then I start you know seeing the true impact and the power that you know that platform had and when I started traveling and seeing you know the the different perception of the world that I, I gained and, and the enlightenment that I got I start realizing that, you know, it could be something, I can be on to something. But then more so, it started showing me that I had a purpose. And it made me realize that in my life that everything that I do has to be centered around a specific purpose in life. So I try to find that purpose in everything that I do, whether it's my playing baseball, whether it's my traveling, whether it's my speaking, my writing, or whatever. I wanted to, or I tried to make sure that it all goes right back to that central core of what I'm trying to do in my life, and that's impacting people's lives, and that's empowering people. Even if it's, if, even if it's coming from a trip and showing somebody my pictures and hope, and hoping that they get the fire to want to travel themselves, or you know, maybe impacting somebody's lives by tossing them a ball and, and, and you know just brightening their day. I feel like we all have power to impart change 
but to also to impart hope in people's lives as well too. But we have to be conscious of, of that power and we have to be willing to open ourselves up to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Any more books in the works for you? Definitely. I'm working on another book right now. It, it more so has, has a baseball twist, but a baseball twist with life as well called That's the Situation, the Game Plan for Success. And what I really wanted to do with that, since I am a baseball player and fan of the game, I also wanted to, you know, draw the parallels and show the parallels between baseball and life and how you can utilize the game of baseball, you know, to help you become successful in life as well by taking metaphorical situations in the game and, and applying them to life. And I think that uh, it's a fun book that I'm working on because it's uh close to something that I'm really passionate about and that is the game of baseball something that I've dreamt of doing you know all of my life and now to be able to put it on on paper or in a book is is something that I'm very excited about well I'm excited for you Brian and I wish you much success on on your second piece I'm sure it's gonna uh, do well do well and uh, when when it does hit when it hits the hits the market and comes out, I'll be happy to bring you right back on the show and talk about that 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 book as well. Well thank you, thank you. And I'm definitely looking forward to to the next uh edition of my writing career and I definitely look forward to coming back on the show as well. Okay. So so tell tell the fans where they can get more information about uh, Mr. Barton. So once again, um, if you would like to purchase my book, you can get it at brianbartonaccess.com as well as learn a little bit more about me at brianbartonaccess.com. It's a dual site. There's one site about my, my, my speaking and my book writing and my professional side, but there's also another side that talks about or that goes into my baseball life as well. So it's an interactive site where you can learn a lot about me, the places I travel, uh, the things that I like to do. Uh, there's a link to my foundation, XY to the Power of Infinity, and it's it's, it's an all-encompassing uh, or all-encompassing <laughs> website uh, where you can learn a lot about me. Well, I, I encourage everyone to get a copy of the book. You know, we got to start somewhere by by doing better. We do better when we know better. Uh, and changing our mind is, is really a, a powerful thing. It's a, you know, you, you don't want to waste it. We hear and see it all the time. The mind is a powerful thing. We don't want to waste it. So changing your mindset will change your future, change the outcome of some situations, and we all could use a change. Thank you, Brian, for being on the show. We appreciate having you. It's been my pleasure, and I enjoyed it. Much success to you. Wow, 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 what a phenomenal piece. I mean, realizing you have greatness in you, knowing where your strengths come from, are just a few, just a few takeaways that we got from that interview with Brian Barton. And again, find out more information about Brian at www.brianbartonaccess.com. Hey, I have enjoyed hanging out with you. I'm just about done with my hot cup of cafe, soy cafe, and I'm actually ready to uh, get on with my day. I feel empowered, and I hope you feel the same. This is the only place where real talk 
Real people and real situations happen every Saturday. We'll see you right here next week. Join me for more Coffee Talk with Soy. And, again, don't forget to visit our website at www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Become our friend and be a fan of our fan page on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We are out in the communities doing great things and always looking forward to a weekly conversation with you. Have a blessed weekend, and I'll see you right here next week. Bye-bye.